And it is episode 35 here of the Cherokee Rewind. My gosh, we're getting old. Anyhow, I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out with us here. We appreciate it. We're coming to you here from the Chateau Louise here in Luna Pier, Michigan, on the shores of Lake Erie. On a cloudy day, but still always sunshine inside the Chateau Louise. We always enjoy it here. Great food, great friends, great drinks, whatever, you name it, they got it. So we enjoy their time here, our time here with them, and I get to enjoy some time here today with uh, a guy who I always simply refer to him every time I see him as the captain because he was the captain of the Cherokee the last game I believe I called for the Cherokee. And his name is Tristan Snyder. Uh, well, Captain, good to see you, buddy. How you doing? Good. How are you, Mick? Hey, you know me, this side of Embalmed. So uh, anyhow, uh, first off, welcome and thanks for doing this, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank really, you. really, really excited to get it going. And I know you've been trying to message me over the last couple months or whatever, <laughs> and we were trying to get in. I've just been busy, so well, I just really excited. That. All too well. I understand. Real life gets in the way. But uh, Tristan, let's talk here because you're, you're a, a local guy. You're a, a born and bred Toledo guy. So um, tell me, obviously, hockey runs in your family. And uh, tell me the, the, the background of that with all the folks in your family that are involved in this crazy sport. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my dad, he uh, started playing when he was younger. And ever since I was younger, I think I started skating around three years old. Uh, I remember playing out at the old sports arena and just being able to play out there is just kind of crazy just to look back and see the old sports arena and everything pictures and stuff um, but ever since then I mean a bunch of my other family and stuff has kind of got me into it and ever since then it's just kind of history you know yeah well tell me about what it was like playing out there at the sports arena I mean obviously you grew up in the era of uh, when you were really little um, with the storm and uh, of course now we've got the walleye out out in uh, downtown but on the east side, it was the storm, and one main street was the place to be. And now let's let's be honest, Tristan. Just between you and me, okay? Nobody else. Just between you and me. Uh, that place was as wonderful as we like to um, talk, revere it. Um, you know, think of it and, and think of it in such reverent tones. Um, I wouldn't go there if it was the last nuclear fallout shelter on Earth, okay? <laughs> but, but that said, it was still our barn. Oh, and, for sure. And they, I mean, we, that, we defended that barn and stood up for it because you had 5,300 people in there every night for a hockey game, and they were right on top of you. I mean, if you were on the ice, they were literally right on top of you. And... There was no place like it in minor league hockey, as far as I'm concerned. That was the closest being maybe the Hera Arena in Dayton. Yep. Because uh, they had like about 4,000 you could fit in there. And that was that was pretty close. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it, it just uh, the, the Toledo Sports Arena, there was nothing like it. Man, that was awesome. We, I used to, when I was a kid, when I was a little kid, we used to go in there and watch every week. We'd go in there and watch professional big time wrestling and <laughs> stuff and i mean it was just i mean to a little fat kid from north toledo that was um that was the end all be all you know that was like the taj mahal it was you know so i mean that's how i always looked at it it was like man if i could do something here in the sports arena you know never mind the fact that years later i played in beer league there but <laughs> <laughs> you know but I, I guess that seems apropos considering you know, I remember all the ten cent beer nights that the gold diggers used to have when I was a kid. But uh, you know, th that place. I mean, uh, how how many how long did what how did you get to play there? First off, um, I was playing with the Toledo Gold Digger or Toledo Junior Storm. I remember what our team was. Uh, oh, the Ice Diggers, and then that's how we were playing there. And when I was younger, so. We were always playing there, and, I mean, I just remember it's a different atmosphere watching games and everything like that. I remember very faintly we played, a, like, in between intermissions, we played a little game out there, and that was that was pretty crazy, a bunch of fans and stuff. So kind of how it got started, I guess. A bunch of, yeah, yeah with a lot of beer in them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised fun. they didn't throw anything at yeah. you. But, uh, 
you know, it, as much fun as that uh, it was and stuff, obviously time moves on and everything. So where um, where did you start? I mean, besides there, where else did you start playing as far as being uh, organized? Um, I mean, I think I started – so I started playing – most of my career I was in Sylvania playing out of Sam O'Shanner. And then I believe up until my, I was my U16 year – uh, that's when I came over to the Ice House, and then I played um, two years uh, playing U16, and then after that, I went to play juniors. Okay. So now, uh, did you play? Did you play with a lot of guys that you went on to play with later? Uh, like for the U16s, did you uh, have guys that you ended up playing with in the Cherokee with the junior level? Yeah, for sure. I uh, like Ricky Quapich. Played with him a little bit. Blake Mullins. Played with him basically for the last like five, six years of my career, you know. So it was pretty cool kind of just growing up. Mullins is a good guy and uh, just being able to kind of grow up with these kind of guys and then be able to play with them was pretty awesome. Well, Quapich is a good guy too, right? I don't yeah. want you to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, I was going to say, Ricky, you're, we, we dig you, man. You're a good guy. Uh, but um, so anyway, but uh, that prob- I would think that would have made the transition when you went from U16 to playing juniors, uh, that probably made it a little bit smoother. Yeah, for sure. It's d- it's different hockey than I was coming from out of Sylvania, for sure. Um, but then I was able to kind of just get it together. And I was actually practicing with Kenny Miller, too, when I was doing my U16. So he was able to kind of see the – see the different kind of game right in front of me so doing practices and stuff with Kenny so it was pretty cool to see the difference and be able to kind of swoop in two juniors so when you when you decided to try juniors was there any trepidation uh, a little bit I was a little nervous but I don't know it was it was exciting as I knew that's what I wanted to do it was what, great, what, what great. made you nervous the fear of the unknown or yeah a little bit just I don't know I was I wasn't the biggest guy out there so I don't know, just kind of coming into a new league was kind of crazy and a little, ex- little excited, but, you know, so it was it was a good time for sure. I enjoyed my time, and it was really cool. Well, the f- first year you played uh, at juniors, was that the first year that we were in the USPHL, or did that come later? No, that was later. I think we were, we were in the NA3 still. Okay. Um, that was, I think that was 2014-2015 season. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that was. So you played what three or four years? I played four years. You played all four. Yep. Okay. So um, now, when you first started, uh, you weren't you you. Um, I'm trying to remember. Now, first off, I got to remember your jersey number, because that's what I do with every every uh, edition of this. I try to remember jersey numbers, and I should know your number. It's not been that long, <laughs> but I mean, when you've got when you're crushing 20 years worth of uh, players and things into. into <laughs> It's it's tough to remember. I'll give you a break on this one. I was forty one. I would have never. Got it. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I would have never oh, got you're it good. because now I remember. Now I remember exactly. Yes, forty one. Yep. Be, uh, but uh, it's like it's funny because now did you have forty one when you first started? Yep, I started forty one. Yep. Okay, that's yep. just kind of bizarro. But uh, anyway, uh, just uh, talking about things as they were. How, uh, how how was it like that first year when you first went to tryouts uh, for the junior team? Uh, I mean, it was crazy. There's a lot of players out there, and I kind of knew coming in I had to work to gain a spot. So you you weren't guaranteed a spot by any means and just kind of had to go in day in and day out those three days for those tryouts. So, I mean, Kenny has seen me play, and I I knew that I had to work for it. So I knew I didn't have a spot right away. So, you know. Yeah, that's and and the thing is, is that I remember because there were times you didn't uh, make the dress list that first year, yep. and that probably probably was something you weren't used to. I would think. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely definitely hard pill to swallow, but also at the same time, you got to grind and practice, and you got to do your thing during the week and be able to play on the weekend. So, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, talk about that first year. Do you who did you play mostly with uh, line wise? Hmm, try to think. I played mostly, I played about third, fourth line my first year. Uh, I can't even remember who I even played with my 
first year, honestly. Now, do you remember your first goal? My first goal, uh, that was that was actually probably the best moment of my career. Uh, I'd say hockey-wise, honestly. That was um, struggling all year. I think I scored three goals that whole year, my first year, and that was sap night that uh, actually is the – so they, how they always do the goal pool, for some of you guys that don't know, it's always like – People in the fan or in the stands, they always draw names for people and whatever. So, so they draw, they draw, they draw players' names. Yeah, they buy opportunities at the at the door. There, but there's only X amount. They put in, they take uh, numbers, of uh, the jersey numbers of players who are on who are uh, on the team, and they write them down, and they tear, they put them in a little jar, and you pay your money. And you get to pick a name, a, a, a piece of paper out of the jar, and you look and you see who the number is. And if that person, whoever the person is that scores the first goal for the Cherokee, uh, the, whoever has the corresponding number in the stands wins uh, half the pot uh, from the money they collect in the, at the at the ticket booth. So anyway, continue. Yeah. So I remember, I believe my dad had a ticket for that sap night. And I ended up I ended up scoring the very first goal of the thing, so uh, it was actually pretty crazy. It was I believe uh, Cody Estrella took a shot from the point, and I tipped it right in front of the net. But that was my first junior goal, and that was a pretty incredible moment for me because of that whole thing with it was with it being sap night and everything like that. So it was a pretty awesome feeling just to know that I could pop the first one just like that. So you know, Tristan, uh, I, looking at it and saying, you know, wow, this is pretty cool. How long of an adjustment did it take for you as far as uh, going from U16s to juniors to saying, this is serious, you know, as far as I've got to get my poop in a group to be able to play at this level? Yeah, I mean, that whole first year, like I said, I didn't I didn't put up many points. I wasn't a big goal scorer. I think I had about three goals, maybe 13 assists. So it wasn't like I was a huge goal getter that year. So it was like kind of I mean as a first year guy coming in and trying to get the swing of things so I mean it, it took me a little little bit to get used to it I mean I wasn't like I said not a goal scorer I mean I was that grinder type player and then I mean as over the years to come I mean I started to score a little bit more and kind of get into it so now uh, did you did you uh, find other ways as an outlet like did you try to mix it up and maybe you know use your use your fists a little bit or oh, i actually never got into a fight i'll tell you that not one fight <laughs> not one fight wow my face was too pretty <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay well oh, oh humble one let me let me uh let me, oh, man. uh of course i was going to say that's probably something that mama also installed i'm thinking no fighting uh, that you wouldn't be the first let's put it that way uh, the, yeah, no fighting. I, I had a couple of guys who told me that the only fight they ever got into was uh, in the locker room or, or after practice. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> oops, <laughs> okay. But uh, did you ever have that? Did you ever got you know, no no we had a we had a pretty gr good group of guys you know so I always let I always let those guys stick up for me it was normally the thing my first couple of years we had big Bogart and we had a bunch of guys like that so yeah so. Uh, you know, so you're playing, you know, like I said, how did you uh, transition from your first your first year to your second as far as did your responsibilities change? Did you, uh, the, uh, your, I don't know, the, I, I guess I'm looking at it as did you have to make a, a change to your game? To, so that you could still keep playing, so that you could get into the lineup. Yeah, for sure. Um, when when I came, when I was done with my first year, uh, I was actually talking to Kenny, and he was telling me that I have a chance of getting an A this next coming year. So I ended up uh, getting the alternate or assistant captain uh, for my second year. So I knew I took on a different role. Uh, I had to kind of be more of a leader. Uh, it's more of the younger guys, so it was pretty cool com coming in, being my second year, uh, having an A, but that was pretty cool on my standpoint. Now, uh, I mean, and, and now to be fair, th those were some lean times. Yep. You know, those were some lean times. How were you able to keep uh, keep your spirits up? How were you able to, 
uh, get the guys motivated to want to come out and want to play every game? Yeah, for um, like, I, I mean, should say for you first. Yeah, true. Um, like I said, like you, those those first two years when we we probably have six or seven scratches a night. So it's like you come in Monday, you better come ready to work because you you don't know if you're gonna be scratched for the weekend or whatever. So I always told the guys, you know, it's it's a friendly competition, but also at the same time you want to play on the weekend. So. You, when you come in Monday, you you know that you have to work for it to be able to play on the weekends. So, kind of just keep them motivated that way by telling them, hey, you you got to play this weekend, if or you got to practice hard this week if you're trying to play this weekend. So, uh, just being able to kind of be friends with everybody in the locker room and pretty much. But now, did you ever? Did it ever cross? I mean, obviously, like I said, the record wasn't as great as we had hoped, but. Did you ever contemplate maybe saying, you know what, I could go to high school, play high school, and be be a stud, be a star uh, among the high school ranks? Uh, never, never got to be that way. I mean, we had a couple of the years that were kind of rough on us, but um, we had a good group of guys, and I knew that if I kind of just stuck with it, we'd uh, do something in the end. So I uh, never, never got to high school. Um, yeah, because I went to Clay High School, so our high school team at the time wasn't as good. Um, but I liked the team aspect and being able to go on road trips and everything with all the guys. And it was, uh, it was actually a really good experience. I loved it, and I wish I could go back and I'd do it all over again. You know, and I think that's probably the, the feeling that most people have, at the, you know, when you fin And you don't discover it until you're, you're done playing. Yeah. If you, if you yep. don't realize how good it is and how much fun it is and what you can do unless uh, not until you're done with it then you yeah. realize oh for sure what a gift it is mm -hmm. but uh now did you keep tabs though on your high school team at all while you were still playing in toledo uh, a little bit uh i didn't i didn't know a whole lot of the player i mean i knew a couple of the players that played but for just for high school but i don't know i was pretty busy playing juniors and everything I had a bunch of other stuff going on so well i just meant it from the standpoint did you guys see each other in class or anything like that no then, not too bad be like mm. <laughs> but uh, you know i mean that's that's weird to me i still don't get that whole thing but uh um the idea of uh, playing juniors and and because uh, I mean it's hard it's hard for me to contemplate because I mean here in the Toledo market it's it's a different animal because the you look at the uh, at the high school teams and you can go to Tam O'Shanner and depending on which high school teams are there. You're, that place is packed out of the rafters. Yep, for sure. And, and then that's for high school hockey. And then you've got the Cherokee who, I mean, there's no contest as to what the caliber of hockey between high school and juniors yep. is. There's no, there's no contest. And that's no disrespect to the high schools. That's just the fact that you've got older, boy, older guys, and in some instances you've got young men playing you know, on your team. And so the, the level is going to be higher and elevated and better, faster, harder hitting. Uh, but the thing is, is that you're lucky if you've got a few parents, uh, maybe a scout or two, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Although these days, with the success of the Cherokee again, doing what they're doing, it's, it's the, the attendance is definitely markedly better. Yep. So that's, uh, that's just through hard work, sheer hard work. Yep. But... Uh, but, I mean, did you ever get, like, uh, kind of, I don't want to say envious, but uh, I guess envious, for lack of a better word, uh, when you saw how some of the high school teams were packing the stands, and then when you were in there, there was just, it was like, uh, okay, <laughs> one, two, three, you know. Yeah, yeah, some nights, I mean, you know, we had a, we had a couple people, and then you, other times, I mean, you'd probably get about 30, 40 people in there, so, I mean, I mean, throughout the years, I mean, they were we had decent crowds, nothing too crazy, but I'd uh, we'd always joke around that whenever you were going out for warm-ups and then you'd look out there and you'd see no one even sitting in the stands, you'd always say the bridge must be up or something. So <laughs> nice, nice. But uh, so you know, you know, making that transition as you said into trying to be a leader, um, 
did it change your your habits as far as off off ice uh, dry land anything like that yeah a little bit i mean i had uh bogart was the captain that year and then i mean he's a great leader and great example so i mean i knew i had to follow him up and um like i said i was the a that my second year so being able to have really good uh guys in the locker room i mean just being able to follow them and be able to kind of contribute to the team also i wasn't the captain at the time but just being able to help and do whatever i can now uh some of the i remember was it the second year that you started playing or the third year when i think it was was it you and, and austin were playing did you play together me and Turner? Yeah. Y- yep, yep. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was I trying think, to remember. Yeah, sec- second year, I believe. Okay. So you and AT played uh, second year, and uh, uh, it was, I mean, to me, I thought that was a great combination. Who else was on that line? Do you remember? Uh, I played with Zalecki for a little bit. I think it was Z-Bob. me, Z-Bob, and then me and Turner. So that was fun. I bet. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, Ziva, uh, Tyler Zalecki for the un- uninitiated. Uh, that uh, he that, uh, he was always an interesting character because uh, you, you didn't know which guy was going to show up on the ice. Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, because he could he was a serious crap disturber. Uh, I mean, he he could get under your skin, and yet he that guy had some great hands. Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That was crazy. I love, I love playing with him. He was a, he was a <laughs> lot of fun to uh, watch play. But um, now, when you guys played that, that uh, your second year, uh, what was the – was there a change in the vibe in the dressing room? Um, Not too much. I mean, you always get new guys from year to year. Uh, it's normally about the same, but I mean, like I said, you get different players. I mean, it's a little bit different, but also like the same mentality every day. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Now, uh, were there any uh, guys that were like uh, fun guys or should I say guys that like to, to stir up a little trouble every mm, now and then? Let me try to think. Uh, Tristan. <clears throat> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Just I don't even know. Uh, no, not you. I forgot. <laughs> That's because your face is too pretty. That's no. true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just ask you. You tell you. Anyway, no, but who are some of the guys that like to, you know, uh, yank your chain or try to good practical joke? Hmm. Turner was always one of those guys. You got Brody Duncan in the locker room, oh, too. <laughs> Enough said <laughs> right there. <laughs> good old Brody. The yep. Brody man. Love that guy. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, the – I was going to say, there. I mean, I'm sure there had to be some stuff on the road that you guys uh, that you guys tried to do. And yeah, we'd always play, I mean, we always played bus tag, uh, running back from the gas stations and stuff. That was always pretty fun. Um, what was that? So it was, so whenever we'd stop at a gas station or anything to get drinks or food or anything after a road game, everybody would go inside, so then... Somebody would stand, there would be the first person that walked out of like the speedway or whatever, and they were it. So then everybody's in the gas station standing by the doors, and then everybody starts running out. So you got guys running all over the parking lot, and it's the first one to touch the bus, or the, if you get tagged going to the bus, then you're it. And then we had certain things that we did did for them, but it was it was pretty funny. Oh my gosh. Just, just something to do on the road. It was It was a good time. Okay. So, what, and what was the other one that you guys did? Um, trying to think of what other things we did. I don't. What, what was the one you said before that, though? Um, before you said talk about tag. You you said something else, and I can't remember it. But hmm. anyway. Yeah, I don't remember. But, uh, but uh, I mean, did you guys do? Uh, did you guys have to, you know, push a quarter? the back of the bus nope with, with your nose nope um also i think the other thing we did was we played rock paper scissors so it was all the all the veteran guys they sat in the back of the bus and all the rookies sat more towards the front so if you ever had to pee on the uh on the bus going to a road trip you always had to beat every player in rock paper scissors going all the way to the back of the bus so <laughs> We always, we always had. I think it was Turner that always sat on the back, on the back seat, and I forget what we called him, but he stood back there, and he was, he was like the bathroom master. You had to beat him in rock.
rock, paper, scissors to go. <laughs> so it was funny. If you lost, you had to go back to the front. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so oh. we'd, we'd get them a little bit. But, I mean, we'd feel bad some of the time. If you had to go, we'd let them go. So. <laughs> wow. At least you guys had a conscience. Yeah. Some, somewhat. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, that's funny. But uh, now how about in the locker or in the uh, hotel rooms? Where you, uh, uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, most of the time, just on the road, we kind of just chilled out or did whatever. We didn't nothing too crazy though. Uh, who were your your roommates on the in the hotel rooms? Um, a lot of the times, I mean, you'd have three guys. Um, so you'd have normally two rookies and then a veteran guy. Uh, most of the time, you kind of just switched it on and off with about everybody. But more towards like the end of the end of my career in Salido, uh, me and Mullins were with each other a lot. Um, but most of the time it was kind of just switched up. It was kind of just to get to know other guys and everything. So, Okay. So uh, now did you guys have any uh, any guys from um, out of the country that played? Did you play with at all? Or? Yeah, we played with Roman Malkoff. He was the goalie. I think oh, yeah. he was my third or fourth year. I can't remember what year that was. Um, but, yeah, we had a lot of guys from all over the place. I mean, you had people, you had like Nolan Stanley – um nick nappy um we had a lot of we had a lot of guys that were from farther away i mean it was pretty cool market for toledo to be able to get those kind of guys and be really good players for our team so roman did how uh i never got to really talk with him much did you uh was his english pretty good yeah it wasn't too bad i mean he he has his moments where he didn't have very great English, but uh, he's a super cool guy. He he loved his vodka. <laughs> he was, vodka, he, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's when he can revert into uh, horse and Natasha. You know, yes, we go to the moose and squirrel. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but uh, so, you Americans don't know nothing about vodka. <laughs> but uh, so when uh, did he? Uh, did you guys ever like try to? pull any uh strings on him oh we knew we knew better not to he was he was the goalie so he's got to hold our back during the game <laughs> oh see because i remember i can remember some of the guys from back in the way back in the day they would uh especially if they had a guy who came from uh, out of the country uh and uh, depending on how well his english was or not uh we had one guy ferent satlos and he speaks english better than i do now Really? But back then, he came He came from Transylvania, and he showed up here with just the clothes he was wearing and I think 20 bucks in his pocket, wow. and he came to play. And uh, ended up being like a, a just a, a stud of a player. Um, his first year, we won the national championship. and But the English that they taught him was – about what you'd expect yeah. of a bunch of hockey players. <laughs> I will I'll just leave it at that. He, the English he learned was just yeah, it was pretty horrible. That's awesome. So they uh, yeah, they taught him all of that and uh you know uh, uh, yeah, I'll have him on here sometime cuz I want to ask him all about all the times they had to say buckets off <laughs> and what it meant <laughs> and uh how he got into trouble a time or two because of it. But uh anyway, uh but uh, that, that's the reason I asked that, though, is just because cause, cause hockey players are hockey players no matter what. And, it, it, you know, if you get somebody that, you know, they'll welcome you with open arms and they'll always have your back. But if they can torture you just for the fun of it, they <laughs> oh, will. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. So third, get set into the third and fourth year here some and uh, talk about uh, some, and again, more adjustments, more changes. Uh, different guys coming in you know you had to say so long to guys like bogey who uh, were veterans and they moved on uh what was it like for you when you saw some of that leadership go and all of a sudden it's like oh wait that means it's me yeah that was that was hard for us i mean like i said you had bogart turner z bob um you had a lot of these older guys and with me basically growing up with them through those my first two years it was kind of crazy it was just remember talking to Kenny he's like hey man uh you're gonna you're gonna have to step up and uh, I'm gonna put you in that captain role so I knew I had to make some adjustments and I knew that was I was gonna be the new Bogart for some of these younger guys which was one was awesome for me because just to be able to I've never really been a captain before so it was actually awesome just to be able to 
call myself the captain and then be able to motivate my teammates. So now, uh, so who are your who are your A's when you were captain? I think I was with Ricky Quapich. I think Mullins was the other A, and I don't know if we had three A's that year or not, but that's the two that I remember. Okay. Um, who were uh, – because I'm trying to remember uh, some of the guys – who were some of the guys that you played with then when you were captain um, besides yeah. those guys? I'm trying to think who else I played with. Was that uh, maybe Zay Crawford? I can't remember if he was my second or third year, but I did play with Zay. Um, let me see. Oh, you're gonna cheat. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna cheat it. That's all right. You can cheat that because he's he's looking at hockey DB. So <laughs> you know. But uh, that's all right. See, I do all my, I try to do all mine from memory because oh, I can't. I get I had too much stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Obviously, there's no room for ego up there. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. My third year. I played with, oh, that was with Ben Hamilton, E.J. Gilbert, Ricky, Weinrich. Um, and yeah, we were playing with, like, Felzer and Delvern and yeah, a bunch Will of players. Yeah, so, yep. yep. Okay, now now some of the, all those names start to yep. start to – those guys, uh, they were, I mean, uh, I from what I remember, I mean – Weinrich was uh he was just a plain flat out big boy. Oh yeah, for sure. Oof. He played he played a little bit of forward and defense for us, so mm -hmm. he was he was a good goal scorer and good point getter when we were playing with him, so pretty cool to see him take that captain spot too after I had ended up after, leaving. After, once, so, once you waged yep, out, yeah, yep. that was pretty cool. He he was a natural for it. Yep. Um now some I mean some of those guys, E. J. Gilbert, I remember uh I remember his brother, uh, or was it him and his brother came after, I think, wasn't um, it? I can't remember what year that was, but. Yeah, now, talk about what was EJ like? Uh, he's a cool dude. He he was very good with the puck. Uh, he's, he's he's a really cool guy. We uh, we played. I think we played with him my third and fourth year, so we played a lot together. Uh, but he's he's a super cool guy. Yeah, I, met, I mean, I met his, his folks and his dad especially i got along with great he used to come over and just talk to me and it didn't always have to be about you know because sometimes you know how parents are you know it's like you've got you don't know somebody so you talk about the game you talk about your kid you know you just kind of start there yep. and stuff his dad right out of the shoot we just talk about anything you know yeah. we talk about hockey talk about sports life whatever and he just the nicest guy the absolute nicest guy and then I just remember, if I remember, EJ was a guy that he didn't need a penalty box he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> he loved the penalty box. He was yes. always there. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, cracked me up. Yep. But, yeah, he, uh, I always remember all of that with, uh, with him. But, uh, you know, the other thing, too, I remember, too, is Blake Mullins probably one of the quieter guys on that team. Mm -hmm. He was, I mean... Because let's let's be honest. I mean, you're not exactly what I would. Uh, I wouldn't confuse you with any. I wouldn't be calling you a loudmouth by any stretch. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying, from the standpoint of look, uh, with Blake was. I mean, the most unassuming guy. If you didn't know him, if I said, okay, who's a, who's a defenseman for for the Toledo Cherokee, and you showed him a list of guys, he wouldn't probably be one of the first guys you'd pick. Yeah, because he's so quiet. He's yeah, so, he you is. know, he just he doesn't say a lot. But he was always a great kid. Yeah, great he's guy. a super nice guy. Like I said, when we, I think we started playing U16 together. Um, so he lived in Oregon with me. So we would always ride out to practice together. So we were always together and um, all the time. So yeah, he's a super cool guy. Love the guy. So yeah, you you couldn't go wrong there. Now, with um, who was your goaltender then after Roman left? I think our third year, we think we again. were, yeah, Roman was there in our third year. Okay, and how about And four? then fourth year. Who backed up Roman? Uh, Morales. Oh, yeah, okay. Orle, you think I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who is the, in the fourth year, who is the goalie? 
trying to remember. Oh, that was Ricky Gonzalez. Holy cow, man. Yeah. So we had, de- we had different Orderly goalies. Kenny, you're going through the hood? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, anyhow. Yep. But uh, it's uh, it's funny because uh, we had some we had some decent goaltending. Uh, we had some good guys that were in there. But, I mean, yeah, Roman was oof, Roman was tough. Yeah, but he was a good, he was a good, really good goalie. Yep. And, uh, you know, I just uh, – it's funny because, you know, I'm thinking – and, and oddly enough, it was your last year that we really start. We started to make that turn, where we started to improve and yeah. get better. And yeah. it wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't a a, a rough. It wasn't as rough. It, it started to start. Turn, it started to turn around a little bit for the Cherokee. And of course, we look at them now, and they're they're tearing it up. Yeah. And that's I'm, I'm so happy to see that, you know. But it was on the shoulders of guys like you. And matter of fact, it was on the shoulders of you and your teammates back then that these guys, they persevered and they endured and were able to finally get to where, okay, you know, I mean, it wasn't easy, but there was that bridge we had to cross, and you guys were that bridge. Yep. Because that allowed them to uh, slowly get more uh, players in here that – were willing to uh and i think too it's also the development of the local player and i want to ask you about that from your perspective because when this organization first started it was very seldom we had a local kid and when we had local kids they were kids from michigan like from around detroit or north of detroit okay so most of our kids were housed you know they weren't local kids growing up and it, did, it wasn't like a slam or anything. It was just that um, high school, the high school hockey programs here weren't as developed as they are now. Now you've got kids that are able to play and then make the jump. Uh, but back then you didn't. Yeah. And so uh, you had a lot of kids that were housed uh, from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're trying to, you know, when Kenny made that decision, that he wanted to see local guys, more local guys, start playing here. Uh, at first, it was just like within an hour of Toledo. Now you've got guys from right here at the Maumee River, right across the Maumee River. And you've got guys that, uh, like yourself, Oregon kid, who make, made that transition from uh, you know growing up that you know you weren't going to play high school hockey you were going to play travel and you worked your way up through u16 through t- uh, the junior program uh, from your eyes and your perspective what have you seen change for the local guys i mean the guys from around here that uh you know obviously if you want to play uh, high school that's an option but for the guys that want to play travel whether it's midget you know obviously from peewee on up but uh, midget, uh, bantam midget, uh, uh, junior. What uh, what can you say about what the hockey, the transition has been for the local kid here in town? Yeah, I mean, when I first started, probably my first couple of years, it always seemed like a lot of players just wanted to play high school. Uh, a lot of players wanted to play elsewhere. And it's like, we have a really good team uh, here in Salido. So we try to always recruit players, like local players. Uh, it's just real hard because you, you, you get to that year um, where a lot of people are either going off to college or um, playing high school. And it's like a lot of people might not be want to play anymore. So it's kind of hard to get a lot of those local guys um, from around here, you know, but I think over the years, I think Kenny's done a really good job getting a lot of people from either uh, any of the big high schools. So uh, being able to kind of come from those high schools into the um, Toledo, which is pretty crazy to see, is just like you can get those local guys here in the in Toledo. So, but now um, I I think it's a it's a tip uh, of the cap to you and guys like you, uh, Tyler, Zebop. Uh, and uh, Austin Bogey from Northwood, uh, you know, you guys were kind of that that bridge because you guys were all local. And by local, I mean not like within an hour from Detroit, you know, or from uh, 
northern parts of southeastern Michigan. No, I'm talking about guys from Northwood, from Lake, from Genoa, from, uh, you know, Maumee, from Toledo, Oregon, Perrysburg, Sylvania, you know. Those, you know, for a long time we'd get maybe one, maybe two. And now we're getting a lot more guys that want to play at this level that, yep. uh, that, that are from here. And I think, again, you know, like I said, we've always had a couple here and there, but it didn't really flourish and get big basically until you guys did that. Yeah. You know, that was you guys. And yeah, we had a lot of local guys My within my four years. I mean, we had Bogey and all those guys, so mm-hmm. it was pretty cool just to be able to be all local guys. Sle- and sleep in your own bed. Yeah, You didn't, have to, didn't have to build <laughs> yep. it. Didn't have to build it, for sure. That had to be that, that would have had to have been tough. So, uh, and of course, I remember the thing I'll always remember you for was how nice you were to me, even though you didn't know me. <laughs> how nice you were to me, especially the when they had the uh, they had me drop the ceremonial face off on my last uh, night of the regular season uh, for the uh, the last home game. I think we we're playing Southern Tier. Yep, it was. And, I wow, do remember that. I'm man. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I, you know, I didn't want it. I didn't, I, you know, because I always tell them, it's not about me, man. It's about these guys playing and stuff. But they had this thing, please let us do it. They're like, all right. <laughs> I don't want to be like a snot about it. So, um, but uh, Brandy and all those guys over there, uh, within, and Kenny, and I mean, can't, I mean, I can't say enough about how wonderful those guys were to me. And Kenny and, and the whole Miller family, I mean, they really have been so good to me. And the Manders family, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't, like I said, I can't say enough. And, uh, of course, T.O. being nutty. (laughs) Love T.O. But uh, I, what was it like for you playing for them? I mean, T.O. and and Kenny. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, we always had a good relationship with them. Um, But it was, it was always fun. I mean, they always, they always know how to have a good time outside of hockey too. So it's not like everything was always just strictly hockey and be able to be, get friendship out of it too. So they're both awesome coaches. Can't say anything, can't say enough about them, you know, so. Um, Now, did you play when uh, Kelly was there for a little bit? Um, I missed that. He, he came and helped coach a couple of times, run practices a few times if Kenny wasn't there or whatever, but. Uh, he's a super cool dude as well. Yep, no question. Um, now, uh, talk to me about, you know, again, uh, the whole idea of being uh, a guy who did, uh, who was, went through this whole program. And have you ever thought about maybe one day coaching? I don't know. I mean, I've thought about it a little bit. Um I don't think I'm in the standpoint right now, maybe two, but maybe potentially down the road, potentially would. Um, but I Do you love have it. it in you that you want to? I don't know. I, I I think maybe down the road I could see myself doing it. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. See where time takes me. Okay. Well, uh, so uh, looking at uh, looking at, at things now, what did? how hard was it when you finished playing uh, your last game? Oh, it was it was hard, you know. I mean, you play four you play four years there. I mean, feels feels like a family. You got coaches and everything um, that have been there for all those four years. So um, it was it was pretty difficult just to know. I mean, they do a really good like uh, what do you call it? Your veteran night or whatever um, kind of send off. So it was pretty cool being out there with my family and being able to for them to be recognized too because they get put through a lot too. Being able to help me pay for different things or uh just being on the road all the time so props to them um for being able to do that but it was it was an awesome awesome last game for me i mean being able to just be out there and be able to finish my career in toledo so it's pretty cool so uh where, where what where did you go after you finished playing uh hockey so i ended up after I was done with the Cherokee, I had I was still going to school at UT, so I still had one more year of eligibility. Um, I ended up taking some more classes, but I ended up playing one year at the University of Toledo for their club team. 
Um, so we played. It was I think we were ACHA D1 uh, that year, but that was the first year that they switched over to that D1 ACHA, which because they were D3, right? Yeah, they had a D2 and a D3 team, and the D3 team got cut, and then they moved the D2 team into the D1 team. So it was it was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it and had a good time. Do you have any uh, Cherokee guys there when you played? Um, trying to think. Felzer played. I know Felzer didn't play a whole lot with Cherokee, but um, trying to think, didn't uh, Cody Estrell played? Yeah, um, Kobach was there. I think that was about it. Honestly, I might be missing a few. Now, who who was your coach at the time? Uh, Bob Felzer. Okay, yeah, because uh, I know uh, Troy's got it right now. Yep. So. So Troy Bowes has it. Uh, but what was it like playing for Felzer? Oh, it was fun. I mean, that was it was pretty cool to be able to play college hockey for him because that's who he was actually my head coach when I was playing out of Sylvania. Really? So it was pretty cool just to be able to be young and then know I'm playing college hockey with my coach when I was 10 years old or whatever. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was that, cool. That has to feel, and plus the fact that. Not only the familiarity, but it kind of wraps your whole time playing hockey in a nice little boat. Yep, for sure. So, you know, it does. What comes around goes around, you know. And it's nice that it came around for you in such a nice way. Now, when you finished up there, that probably, did that hit you pretty hard as far yeah, that, as? That one hit me a little bit more than it did with the Cherokee because I knew when I was done with the Cherokee, I could still have another year with uh, Toledo. So that one, we were actually playing um, up in uh, at the Ann Arbor Ice Cube. We were playing Eastern Michigan. We were actually playing against Bogey and Turner and those guys. Oh, uh, nice. So it's kind of cool. Um that was our last – my last game was there, and that one just kind of hit me a little bit more just because I knew I didn't have any other competitive league hockey like this. Um, but that one, that one hurt a little bit. So, but uh, how long did it get to you to where you're like, okay, I got to get I gotta get to real life here? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was hard for me. I mean, it took me a little bit, but also at the same time got to move on. So, Well, that's a, that's a good thing. You know, you were able to. Now uh, – what can people find out about uh, Tristan Snyder these days? What What are you doing? Supplying um, your trade, working? <laughs> yep, just working, man. Um, so I've been working for Harrison Hardwood Floors out in Oregon. Uh, I've been there for a little while. Um, but other than that, man, I'm not doing a whole lot. Still play, do you ever get on the skates at all? Yeah, um, Friday nights I play up in a beer league up in Ann Arbor. Actually, uh, one of the one of the guys I met downtown about two years ago, he actually asked me. He's like, "Hey, you play hockey?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" And he's like, "I got a beer league that we play up in in Ann Arbor on Friday nights if you want to play." So I play up there. I've played up there for the past like two years now. So being able just to kind of be able to skate and just have fun with some guys, different guys. So it's pretty fun. So it was a good, decent hockey. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's pretty decent hockey. It's. It's hockey. Yeah, it's hockey. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's all you can ask. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, now, usually this is the point where I say, you know, do you got any questions for me? But, you know, and you can, I told, like I told you, you can ask me at any time if you have any questions for me or uh, something that you that you might help need help jogging your memory about in the past in uh, with Toledo. And I make no promises, but I will try to remember if I can. <laughs> but uh, um, I'm just trying to remember now. Uh, did you play with uh, Glenn Bates at all? Yep, yep. I played with Bates. My, I think it was my first and second year, I believe. Okay, so that was his last year. So okay, yep. there. Okay. Oh my goodness. Now your actual time in, at with the Cherokee was thirteen through seventeen. Yep, I believe so. Wow. So, yeah, or fourteen through eighteen, I think. Was it fourteen through eighteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that makes sense because that that's where I rounded out at twenty. Yeah. Because I started in. Uh, with the 97-98 team. So, um, actually, I started 96-97, and then, uh, like, halfway through that, and then uh, finished with uh, you with your last year. And so, there. But now I was just wondering, just because uh, I just talked to him uh, just a couple of days ago. He sent me a note saying, you know, I was just thinking about you. How you doing? You <laughs> know, and uh, that, was, oh, that was really nice. Yeah, that's I awesome. I hadn't talked to him in forever. But, um you know, growing up here, who were some of the guys that you looked up to, like uh, hockey-wise? 
uh, as far as uh, whether it's with the storm uh, or at a professional level? Who are the guys that, that really got you all fired up for the game of hockey? Uh, I mean, growing up watching the Red Wings, um, I mean, kind of some guys in the past. I was always that grinder type, just kind of work hard. Um, my dad always told me, he's like, you're, you were never never the most skilled guy on the ice all the time. So it was like, you just got to work for it. And that's what I always did. Um, but more of like a Darren Helm, Luke Glendening type player. It was That was that was where I got my number 41 from was Glendening. He was kind of more of a PK guy that just kill off penalties and work hard. So that was the kind of people that I looked up to that See, I was. That was the thing I always remembered about you too now that I think about it. You were one heck of a uh, penalty killer. Yep. You you were probably of all the people I knew that killed penalties uh, over the years. You were one of the best. Thanks, I appreciate because that. Because you were a pain in the butt for those for the other team, which of course made made my life as a broadcaster easier. So I was happy with that. But I mean, you did. You made life miserable for some of those guys on the power play because you knew how to kill a penalty. You just did. You did. And and I will say this too, Austin Turner, same thing. Yep. Uh, he could, you know. There were times where he didn't crack the lineup when it came to offense when he first started. But as he got uh, matured and got older and started to play into his role, there was uh, th that dude could flat-out kill penalties. Mm -hmm. And you guys were both really good at that. So I really, like I said, I re now I remember that stuff. See, yeah, <laughs> the old, the old, the old, old beaner is, is uh, <laughs> not quite as foggy as I thought it was. But uh, now – like I said, uh, who would you say is probably the most uh, folk, the person that probably influenced you the most off the ice and on the ice? We'll start with on the ice. Who would you say, whether it's a player, a coach, whoever, who is it that influenced you the most on the ice? Um, I don't know if, I mean, either on the ice or off the ice. I mean, my, I don't know. If my dad would probably be more off the ice, but um, playing under Kenny, I mean, I think he motivated me a lot. Um, just being able to, I mean, we kind of not grew up together, but uh, he was able to always push me and make me a better player than what I was. Like I said, when I first started, I think I had 14 points in my first year, uh, but kind of being able to look up to him, just with him being able to push me to be better uh, was always pretty awesome. I mean, like I said, I can't say enough about the guy. He's he's done he's done a lot for me. Uh, being able to see uh, me from when I started, I think I had four, like I said, thirteen points in my first year, and then I think my last season I had forty. So just to see the way that I've come from that is pretty crazy. Pretty good too. Yeah. <laughs> now, how about off the ice? Who who you said your dad? Why? Uh, I'd say my dad for sure because he I've always looked up to him. Um, he's always been at every single game. Um, but I always, always like to make dad proud, you know? Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Now, uh, when you, uh, you know, looking at it now, uh, do you ever see, uh, yourself, uh, if you ever get married, settle down and have family someday, are you going to put your kids on skates? Oh, for sure. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Now, are you going to have them uh, play like you, be a, be a grinder, or are you going to hope for a, a more of a, a goal-scoring uh, machine? <laughs> let's the hope for a, the, the next Gretzky. <laughs> let's hope for a goal score. Let's yeah. tell them to work hard, but hopefully we'll get a goal score. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's, see, before, let's see. Before we wind her up, is there anything you really want to, uh, like, say to Cherokee Nation out there that listens to these? Because as I tell everyone, every podcast – it's not there's not just going to be guys from your era that are going to be listening there are guys from uh long ago from just recent uh and everything in between and including just fans that listen that follow the team uh that uh, want to know what you've got you know wanted to hear things from your your perspective uh but uh what do you have to say to them uh, I mean this. I mean this organization's awesome, man. I mean when I, I spent my four years here, I mean I had the best four years of my life, like I've said before. Um, but shout out to uh, the current Cherokee team now; they're killing it. I need to get out to a game. I haven't been out to one yet. I mean, pretty busy with work and everything. So hopefully, I'm able to get out soon. But uh, like I said, I mean those four years they flew by real fast. 
I uh, wish I could go back, but um, to my teammates and everything, man, I mean, we had we had a blast and wish I could go back. Now, you know, I was going to say, because the kids, we've got kids now that play that listen, so that's the other thing. What advice would you give the uh, junior kids now? Enjoy the time, man. I mean, it's it's uh, definitely goes by quick, like I said. Uh, have fun. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're going to grow up and uh, look back, and you're going to miss it. So enjoy the time while you got it, and just be able to continue playing. Just play, play your heart out every night and go out there and have fun. And this from a guy with a really pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask him. He'll tell you. No, but, uh, oh, man, I tell you what, I, I've had a lot of fun talking with you here today, man. We've been long overdue, well worth it, because uh, this is one of those guys that y you want a guy who works hard and just uh, – doesn't do it for the pats on the back, but he does it because it's just the right thing to do. This is a guy who, like I say, whenever I see him, uh, he's one of the few that, very few, that I simply refer to as the captain because he said he did it by example. He didn't do it by mouth. He did it by example, and that is Mr. Tristan Snyder. So, Tristan, I appreciate it, buddy, and I hope, uh, like I said, we're, when, uh, when we get this uh, COVID crap over and done with, we are going to have ourselves a reunion, and I expect your butt there <laughs> with skates. I'll be so, there. So we'll, uh, we'll have a little reunion game, and we're, we'll do it around a Cherokee game so that we can uh, have, uh, have some fun uh, sitting in the stands, having a couple pops, telling lies, and all that good stuff. <laughs> and, you know, then everyone can see for themselves how pretty your face is. <laughs> there you go. But uh, I appreciate you doing this, um, and I wish you all the best. I really hope, uh, you know, like I said, great success for you. And just by your work ethic alone, I can see that happening. So thanks a lot for this, and uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yep. And that is going to do it. i got to make sure I give a shout-out here to the folks here at the Chateau Louise, as these folks have been wonderful. We've got a pile of food over here we're going to attack here in just a minute. But uh, I just wanted to say thanks to you guys for uh, hanging out with us. Don't forget, give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, we drop these every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, so if uh, you have a platform you subscribe to, whether it's iHeartRadio or you know, Google Podcast or Amazon Podcast, whatever, Spotify, uh, Deezer, whatever the young thing, hip things that the kids listen to today that I have no clue what they are. But... Uh, by all means, give us a follow on those then. And uh, every time that a new one drops, it will alert you. That way you know. And uh, you can always go to our home site, which is CherokeeRewind.Podbean.com, and you can leave comments there. Uh, and by the way, if you also, if you know of guys that I might need to know about that, to remind me, after all, I am old, uh, that I can get a hold of to do another one of these podcasts, whether it be an, a former player, a former coach, uh, Etc. Let me know. You guys can get a hold of me on social media. You, if you found this, you know how to find me. So by all means, get a hold of me, and we will get a hold of them and do a podcast with them because these have been just fun. They have just been an absolute joy to do. Get into this not only for the older guys, but for the younger guys like Tristan too. So for Tristan Snyder, I am Mick, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Again, here on the northern shores of lake here or southern actually southern shores i'm i'm geometrically illiterate so <laughs> you'll have to excuse me it is i am that way from time to time but what do you expect from a fat kid from the north end of toledo oh man but uh we appreciate it and well i grew up at the sports arena too so and that's the one thing we all have in common all of us older folks so we appreciate it very very much but uh that's going to do it from here and uh by all means please support the cherokee that's the other thing too Please, I mean, we talk about our days past, but I want us to, as a group, to be able to support the young men that are playing right now because they are really tearing it up right now, and they need our support. So please, if you get a chance to go out to the Ice House to catch a game, please get out to the Ice House and catch a game because they are well worth seeing and supporting. And right now they're doing really well, and uh, they the, uh, not too long ago, uh, you know, like I said, there were lean times. And this young man here across from me, he was part of that. But he endured just like the team endured. And now they're reaping the fruits of their success, of the hard work, because they're really tearing it up now. So and we're grateful for that. So anyway, 
I am thankful for you. I am grateful to the folks here at Chateau Louise. Uh, again, for Tristan Snyder, big thank you. I am Mick. Hey, you've been hanging out here at Chateau Louise with us as this has been the Cherokee Rewind. We'll talk to you again next time. So make sure you keep tuning in each and every podcast, and we'll just keep bringing it as long as we can. So, again, we'll talk to you again next time as you've been listening to our favorite podcast, at least mine, the Cherokee Rewind podcast here at CherokeeRewind.podbean.com. I'll learn to speak English sometime, but thanks. We'll talk to you again next time.